Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm here with Reagan Hearn. You might know her as Pineapple Shooter. Um, so yeah. she's a, yeah, she's a competitive archer and Steel Challenge Pro Shooter. Um, so kicking it off, Reagan, first of all, how old are you? I recently just turned 15 two, two-ish months ago. Yeah. No, three. Three. My math's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy, happy belated birthday. This is awesome. Thank you. So how old like were you when you first pulled a trigger? Very first time. When I was, I think I was six. What? Yeah. It was my dad and I. We were shooting a Bearcat revolver. And <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> what is that? I actually don't know what that it's is. It's a Ruger 22 revolver. It's the oldest gun that I have personally in the safe. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I love okay. it. The revolver, is it single action or? Yeah. Very cool. Okay. I like that. <laughs> so who taught you, you know, all the, the shooting fundamentals or firearm safety rules? How did that start? Um, my dad, he like would lay a BB gun out on the table and be like, hey, tell me what's wrong with it and fix it. Ooh. And that was like a year or so before I actually like went and shot. Okay. So like he trained me that way. And it was like really nice to like be able to do that. Like understand it before I actually went out and shot. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know it starts in the home right before you ever yes range. no yeah we started at home and he would just like like him and my mom would do it sometimes they would just like lay it out on the table and be like hey can you tell me what's wrong with it and how to fix it very cool stuff like that yeah so i mean <laughs> your house was very gun friendly mine was very gun yes <laughs> what did you get tell by the surroundings <laughs> i have the same one i have a shelving department <laughs> So what did your friends and family like think, you know, that weren't so gun friendly, you know, about you learning? Um, I would say at my high school that I go to, they're very like gun friendly. I don't think anyone that I know has ever given me a problem. But at my middle school, it was a really big issue because there was like it was like half and half of my middle school. Like you didn't really know like who was not gun friendly and who was and like until you talked about it with them. Uh, but it's like, I don't know. My family's always been like gun friendly, so I don't really have any problems with it there. Yeah. Very cool. So what was like the sequence of as far as you shot the revolver? Like what gun came next? How did all of that happen? Um, well, I don't remember what I shot after the revolver. I just know that the revolver was like super awesome and cool because that's what my dad talks about all the time. He's like, Man, I still can't believe you shot the revolver when you were so little. Like it's something that you burn into his into his memory. But I think the thing I shot next is probably like a bold action or something. And then it just kind of went on. And here we are now. <laughs> I love it. It spirals. It's it's an addiction. Yeah, it just <laughs> really went with it. So, have you shot a twelve gauge? I'm just kind of curious. I have. We have one. We have. I think we have two. Okay. In our safe, but we don't shoot them often. If we do, we go like to the range just to see if they're like sighted in and stuff like that. Yeah. But we don't normally like shoot them in competition or anything. Right, right. But like, what was? Did you have fun? Do you like a shotgun? I like shotguns. Yeah. Um, we went to one of our friends' houses in Georgia and we shot clays for the first time. That was really fun. Awesome. Yeah, so like 
three clay machines and he has like a giant lake in the middle and we would line them up and it was my mom dad and I and we would shoot to see who would get them the first time I love it so much and like the recoil I mean you were taught the correct stance right to shoot the shotgun yes recoil was not as scary as people make it out to be right no I mean for shooting a shotgun the first time you're kind of like whoa but then after you shoot it a few times you get used to it yeah, absolutely. Yeah, getting the the weight behind it, you know, uh, is huge, and and getting that aggressive stance. So yeah, being aggressive definitely helps. Absolutely, that's cool. I was curious about that. Um, so bolt action, you shot semi autos. Single action, is there any kind of action you don't know how to do? Uh, I like full autos. Full autos are a lot of fun. <laughs> of course you do. Um, I can't say we have one, but if we did, I would shoot it a lot. <laughs> Because I just like full autos. Like, I've always wanted to shoot a minigun. Because oh, I always yeah. thought those were super cool. You do. But I haven't yet, sadly. So what full autos have you shot? Um, I've shot a full auto 300 blackout. Those are <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. That's a press fest we shot one. Where it's like it, a couple of boots. And then there's like, there was Daniel Defense there, I think. There was like a bunch of suppressor companies. And they would have like guns on the table. You would line up in the booth and like check out the suppressors at first. And like get all the info on them then you would go shoot the suppressors on like a different gun every time and it was really cool what is suppressor fest i've never heard of it and it's it's in florida they changed the uh location last time due to covid but like it's this guy named adam with nfa and he puts it on and it's really fun energetic armament goes all the time and i go with them so (laughs) it's really fun Cool. So is there um a cost to it, like a ticket? Um how many I think there's a ticket. I I think there is. I've had a few friends come and shoot and it was pretty cool for them to have that experience. I love it. That's really cool. Now, I know your dad shared with me a little bit about this. Like you have 4-H club, you go to 4-H club weekly. Yeah. So how did you guys first find your your local 4-H club? I'm curious. Um we had a, a friend whose kids were doing it and they were like talking about it at school and they were like, yeah, you should come join us. It would be really fun. So I did. And we went to like a couple of practices to like watch and see what it was all about. And then like the next time we went, I started shooting with, um, with my teacher, Mr. Daryl, who's totally awesome. I love Mr. Daryl so much. He's like super like focused oriented yeah. And he's like very mindset oriented. So like if you shoot with Mr. Dale, you'll have a good mindset like throughout archery and competitive shooting because it kind of like transfers over. Okay. But it was, it was cool. Like that's just how we got into it. Yeah. Now the teacher, um, so when they do 4-H club, I don't know how it works either. Um, So for people listening that don't know, how are you paired up? Like, what are you learning? Like, what is all of that? Um, Our 4-H that we shoot, like that, that we have is like just archery, but like around the I think around the country they do like certain different types of 4-H like there's like ones with livestock that you show in like fairs Mm -hmm. and then there's ours with archery and I think there's a sharpshooter kind of thing but we don't have that where we are that's cool okay yeah so I mean but archery is harder to find I think than some of like the shooting stuff I think yes because I don't know if like archery has the same like market style as like guns but it's like super hard to find if you like don't know someone yeah I mean you could obviously buy it at like Bass Pro but it's <laughs> not the same yeah it's not the same <laughs> I mean no offense to Bass Pro or anyone that works there but I think that any pretty much gun store is full of people that don't know anything honestly that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> sometimes like 
my local gun shop at Suppressive Fire, they're like super cool. And they have like all these cool guns and stuff. And then, like sometimes people just walk in, they're like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And, like my dad and I will like help them through it. And like the guy who works there, Andy, will help us too. Like I'm just trying to introduce them like in the gun shop. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. So for, for 4-H, I'm curious, uh, what do you do every week? Like what does the program look like uh, and all of that? Um, we go every Tuesday, but sometimes my dad and I like shoot like on off days that we don't go to practices. But like if we have a 3D tournament coming up, we'll shoot 3D targets like a month or so before the tournament. And then normally we just shoot like indoor targets that are like color coded. It's like yellow in the center and then red and blue and black. Cool. It's it's really cool. I like it. So I don't know, like, so archery came about because of 4-H, right? Like you hadn't shot a bow before that? No, but my dad did bow hunting. So I kind of knew like what archery was, but I didn't really like dive deep into it. Like I didn't know all the components and stuff about it. I just like knew what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, your dad's a really good influence, by the way. Can he adopt me? He's going to tell me how to do things. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell him. So, okay. Happy to. (laughs) Right. So what was your first bow? What was your first bow setup? I had a PSC mini burner. Now that I look at it, it was really small. But then again, I was eight when I started shooting archery. So it kind of fit, but I it was really small. <laughs> Love it. Uh, do you know anything like about, um, do you know about the setup? Like the way they measure you and put your knocking point or whatever? Did, did you know about that before you got started? No, but after my teacher like told us about it, how like everyone's built differently like how their bodies are different, like everyone's draw weight or like draw length and their weight for their bow is going to be different. And like how their sights are aligned and stuff is going to be different for yeah. everyone. So like, if you have like one of your friend's bows and yours, you probably aren't going to be able to use the same like stuff because it'll be different for each individual. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so like for, for people listening that don't know, uh, I want you to share, cause I know ish little, very little, but what is, what gear does someone need from the bow to everything else to really shoot archery? Like what's the bare minimum they need to go shoot a competition? Um, they need a bow and obviously if you wanted to shoot compound, you need some sights and a little, they're, they come in a circle. I wish they were in a hard though. They, wow. they come in a circle and there's like pins that you would like put inside the circle and like a little rack thing on the side. And you would need a quiver that will hold your arrows. You can put one like on the side of your bow or you can have like one that's in your belt. Um, you might need some arrows, a release that goes on your hand if you're shooting compound. If you have a recurve, you don't need one because you just hold it. I think you just hold it or something. Yeah. No, you're right. Yep. Um, I don't I'm shoot recurve often. So. Yeah, I'm having on the hang of a recurve. I sent one into concrete. Because you just pull back oh. and, go and there's no sights and it's just a night. It's I like compound because it's like cool. It's kind of like shooting a gun, but with not a lot of recoil. I like the sight part. Uh, but like you would need a bow, a quiver, arrows, release. If you can't close your eye, then if you have glasses, just put some black electrical tape over your eye. That's what I did for a while because I didn't know how to close one of my eyes. <laughs> so I looked like a pirate. <laughs> But it was okay because eventually I learned how to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. so okay. And getting it fitted, um, do you have you have an actual bow shop or someone that knows how to do that near you? I'm guessing. Yes, my archery teacher has a bow shop in his garage. What? It's so cool. And then, like, he has the the garage, which is like the the shop itself. So, like, when you walk in, there's like a wall stuff that goes like components and stuff for like your bow, like broadheads for like hunting. 
and like sight alignment stuff. And then on, on the top, there's like bows just hanging on racks and you can pick it up and like feel it for yourself. And then if you like it, you can get it fitted and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, do you want to share for people listening that don't know, how do you get fitted for a bow? Like, what does that whole process look like? And then how does, you know, um, being the field tip work, do you know? Uh, there's like a machine that you would put the cams on and they would stretch it. I think, I think it's, you put the cams or the string. I haven't done it in a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but there's like this yellow yeah. machine yeah. and then you would like get yourself fitted, see if you like it. And if you don't like, you can adjust it from there. Like in the bow shop that my instructor has, he has like a target that's like five yards away or so. And you would shoot it. And we'd be like, oh, you shoot a couple times. You'd be like, oh, yeah, can we change this, this, and this? And you'd be like, yeah, sure. But, like, that's really all I know. We haven't done it in a long time. You're 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 kind of there. Like, the um the sight, too. Like, you've got to actually pull back and see where your line of sight is. So you've got to have the right rear sight or whatever, the hole. The yeah, the, the peep sight. You have to look through. <laughs> you have to put the string on your nose. If you don't put the string on your nose, it's a really vital part. Yes. And your mindset's very vital, too. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So for people that don't know, what release do you shoot? Do you shoot a thumb release or a wrist? No, I have a, I have a wrist release. It wraps around my wrist and there's like a trigger. Yep. That's the same thing I do. Um, so yeah, so there's that kind of release. There's a thumb release. I couldn't get used to the thumb release because of like having it on my face. I would always having shoot- it like that awkward. Yeah. I have a few friends that shoot back tension and thumb releases. It's cool. And I've never, I've never been able to get into it. Now, yeah, it moves too much. Um, yeah, so and then the fitted part that you're talking about with the five yard thing, it was when you have a field tip, you want that perfect tear. So you want just the three angles. Um, so when you make a, a good clean shot on an animal, that's what that should look like. So there's a lot that goes into it where you and I and other people go get fitted at the right place, not buy a bow off the racket, you know, at Bass Pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kind of go with it. You're like, man, I just got this bear bow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more to it. Oh man. And I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know, um, like the weight of your draw matters with the arrow numbers, like 300. Yeah. It does matter in hunting too. If it's like a certain poundage, you can't hunt yep. legally. Yep. I mean, you yep. could, but I don't suggest that. I think it's at least 35 or 37. I totally probably am wrong, but you have to have, yeah, you have to be able to pull back a bow because if you're not, you're not going to kill an animal humanely. I think for us, it's 40. That's good. You can pull 40. Yes. That's so, what is your draw weight actually? Um, it's somewhere in the forties. I know I'm nowhere near 50, but I'm borderline close. I think (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. Um, so are you doing, you said indoor, and then outdoors, the 3D archery, right? We shoot under a covered area at our fairgrounds. So we're technically outside the entire time shooting, but we just have like different targets for different purposes. Okay. So like normally during practice, if there isn't like a tournament coming up, we'll just shoot at like the color-coded circle ones. Mm-hmm. And then during like 3D tournament season, we'll shoot at like wild boars or some hyenas and a couple of deer targets. That's really cool. So when you go to a competition, I, I haven't been to a competition yet. I plan to do that next year. What do you, what do you do? Like walk me through a match day, if that makes sense. Um, in the morning they do like a, they do pledge of allegiance and they, they give a moment of silence. Like the one that we shoot most often is Operation 300 shoot, which is for Navy SEAL Aaron Vaughn mm-hmm. and their family puts it on for like the kids who have 
family members who were killed in line of duty and are still like out serving and they can't help their families and stuff like that so like that organization like puts on the match and they'll do like the pledge of allegiance the national anthem moment of silence and then we'll get out and we'll like find our squads and our divisions and we'll go out and our shoot i think there's 20 or so lanes that we shoot like like basically like stages but they're just like in like lanes and like certain parts of the fields and stuff like that one time we had to shoot in a ditch at a board that was really hard because there was a bunch of like trees that had like all the leaves coming down you could like barely see the target we had to shoot in cornfields i think there was one that we shot in onion fields it was cool neat so different environments like where you'd actually be hunting almost or out yeah, yeah. outside okay outside. so when you're shooting the rings or the colors Again, I know nothing. People listening probably have nothing. What's your goal? Obviously, probably bullseye, but like, what are the yes. structure? How does that work? Um, I'd like to try to have my groups like consistent in the same spot. And if I see something wrong with them, I'll try to fix it on my part. But if it's something on the equipment's part, I'll like talk to my instructor about it. But our goal, like from my friend Ashley and I that we shoot together, um, we try to have a competition with each other and see if we can get our groups close to the center. Yeah. But, like, normally, we, we just try to shoot consistently most of the time, see if we're doing the right thing and the right process for ourselves. Yeah. Now, in, like, a an indoor or 3D archery, you know, competition, um, how many shots do you get at a target, you know, per stage or, or what have you? I don't know how – I don't even know how to ask what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, we are supposed to shoot two arrows in, like, the actual stage itself, but bring more than two because – some people have lost both yep and not had extra arrows and it's really sad to watch <laughs> but i always tell myself you'd rather be prepared than underprepared or yep. not prepared question real quick too to interrupt how many arrows have you lost <laughs> um at practice i've lost like a few but i don't think i've ever like i've probably overshot the target and lost an arrow or so yeah but my dad has lost a few. And oh, I'm yeah. Bad. No, mine are very. Because our arrow sizes are different. And I couldn't <laughs> give him one. So I felt really bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it went through the ground. And, like, I would find a couple and the rest, are they're gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, you would see, like, the fletching and you're like, oh, man, it's mine. And then you pull it out and you're like, oh, this isn't mine. Yep. <laughs> it's cool. So, yeah, I interrupted. So, how do, yeah, how does the scoring so you shoot two per target? Yeah. And then if you get it in there, you get the points. And then if you don't, no points? Or you, If you don't, if you miss the target completely, it's obviously a zero. Okay. But, like, throughout the, like, the parts of the target itself, there's, like, a little, like, insert circle. And then there's a center and then two on the side. Those two on the sides are normally the 12 ring. And then there's might there might be, like, one up on the top corner. But we don't score for that one. If you do score that one, it's a 10 point. Okay. But everything like except for those two circles, like that, those are the twelve rings, and then the one in the center is a ten, and then through the insert is an eight, outside is a five. Okay, so then so you, if you get a next shot, it's a five. Ooh, okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So if you're adding that up, like how many points do you need to like win a competition? Uh, I think a perfect is a six hundred. Okay. Okay. But I think the highest I've shot were in the four hundreds. That's awesome. How long have you been doing this too? I mean, um, how old am I? Seven years. Wow. Seven years. Yeah. 
But then when you started, you know, what was the draw weight actually when you started? Do you remember? I think it was like 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. That was a long time ago. Yeah. No, but like knowing, you know, for people listening, sometimes people want to go like, oh, I'm going to go straight to this weight. Right. And they're, they don't realize you might be able it's to. It's more of a gradual process. Yeah. I finally just maxed out mine and now I'm. Yay. Yeah. I'm excited. It's like 52. And I'm like. I want to go more. <laughs> so now I'm going to have to buy a Let's do more. <laughs> well, it maxed out. So I would have to buy a new bow, which I'm not opposed to. <laughs> no, I've had three bows in my lifetime. Okay. And my current one, I love so much. Oh, yeah. What do you shoot? fancy. Um, I believe I have, I have a brute, I think. Okay. It's yeah. chunky. Do you use the, um, like, what are they called? Counterweight balance thingies? The- oh, the the things that you hook on to the to the bottom of the limb yes oh a stabilizer stabilizer thank you see look we yes should. i do use a stabilizer okay i don't use like the super long one yeah but i do have some friends that shot those in my club before they graduated out mm-hmm. yeah but they, those were really like they had like the little stand thing that they would hook on the limbs and it would sit it was really like really cute to look at it was like wow i wish i could shoot that <laughs> but I sh- I use like a normal one. I think we got off Amazon one year or something like that. Yeah. So how do you adjust for that? You know, when things are not going right, and and set up your stabilizer. Um, my stabilizer just screws on. Uh, it's. I mean, I counteract it by like, if I know I'm not shooting super well, like take a deep breath and like step away from it for a second, mm-hmm. like get the right mindset going, and then I'll get back into it and shoot. But I don't think I really had a bunch of problems with the stabilizer before. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So when you're shooting, and again, this is for like newbies, can you walk through the, the steps, right? So pulling back, where you put it on your nose, your mouth, whatever. Yeah. Um, everything. So what my instructor taught me was there's a process. There's a four-part process to shooting an arrow. There's a You want to make every shot your best one. And if the one that you didn't have before wasn't a great one, then the next one's going to totally overtake it and be the best one you've ever had. He's trying to keep that positive mindset and mentality like for you and like keep it in your head. But I think the thing with us is like the first one is frame. Like, so you, you get the bow up, you frame yourself on your target, then you aim on your target. Then you like connect yourself with the target. You like become the target at that point. You have to like think you are the target. And then after you shoot, it's follow through and you like, because you don't want to like keep yourself tense. Mm -hmm. So you let it go and touch your shoulder. So you're not like, but but you're like relaxed after you shoot it. And then you like think about it when you're done. Yeah. Now, how important is that follow through? A lot of people don't follow that even in shooting. (laughs) Sometimes I forget it's there because I've been so used to like keeping a tight grip on a firearm for a while, but. I try to have it in the back of my head after I shoot, like, hey, follow through. Yep. It's really important, actually, because of, like, how tense you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, personally, I like to do it because it helps, like, just relaxing after you shoot. It, like, pushes your shoulders back and it gives you, like, that sense of relief. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your your left-hand grip? I'm assuming you're right-handed, right? I am right-handed. I do shoot right-handed. Okay. So then your left-hand grip, so a lot of people don't understand, like, why you're not tensing up and squeezing or pushing, pulling, you know, with your finger. You want to have it in your lifeline of your hands. So you have like a good purchase on it. But if you like grip the, 
the grip of the bow, it'll like mess up your shot and like pull it. Like it basically think about it like if you're anticipating recoil on a like a handgun, that's basically what it does. Like yeah. pulls your shot down. Perfectly said. Yeah. Left, right, all of that matters. So yeah, you're really pushing out, but you're not squeezing or turning left. You wanna push out with your hand, but like don't like have your like fingers relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then like what you're saying is once you're released, so once you pull the trigger, or you set the thumb back tension, what have you, what happens to the bow? I let it fall. Yep. Like I have a sling on my arm, but I let it like fall down. Mm-hmm. So like my arm like stretches out. And, yep. Like, relieves or releases the tension in that. Exactly. And you'll know too, like if you're super tense, right? And you're pulling the trigger or what have you, and the bow doesn't move or it moves left, right? You have way too much tension because you really should. Yeah, Maybe it should stay there. Yeah, it should stay like in line with when you were shooting before. Yep, and then just kind of drop, like you said, drop your your hand or your shoulder or whatever back. That's pretty cool. Now, how did like the skills transfer over? Like you said, from shooting to archery, or do they mess you up a little bit? Sometimes, um, definitely. Like when I shoot archery, after I've been like shooting a lot of competition, I like tend to have like that grip mentality of like. Not on, like, the front side, but, like, on the follow-through, like, just keeping <laughs> yourself tense. I tend to do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I think for, like, the skill part, it does, like, help with, like, mindsets. Mm-hmm. And if you, like, take that extra tech tenth of a second on, like, aiming on the plate and doing, like, that with archery, too, it, like, helps with both. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's really cool to see that transfer over. And I feel like well, I know this, isn't it easier sometimes to shoot archery than firearms because you can just go in your backyard sometimes and just shoot? Yeah, you don't have to load mags. You don't have to have eye. You won't, no, you don't have to have ear protection. Yeah. But I would say eye protection is helpful, especially for someone who, you know, isn't 20-20 vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and, and like there's, um, I know some people that have to do like the spe- spectacles or magnification just because they have bad eyesight. So bless their heart. Mm-hmm. That, that's real. So how many competitions have you shot so far? Um, I would say six to seven. They don't really hold much around our area because our area is more like some, some of it's like coastal and some of it's agricultural. Yeah. But I wish they did more because I would go shoot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Probably archery fun. season's different, right? Where they close for hunting season, right? I think so. It's weird. Like they drop off and they come back in February, I want to say. February? Normally the ones we shoot are like spring. Okay. If you okay. shoot it in summer, it's just hot. Yeah. So how how does someone like find a match, if that makes sense? How do they register? Like what are the governing bodies? Kind of like USBSA um, and all that. I would say try finding them online. Like our instructor, I think, has a way to find them because he sets them up with the organizations that we do it with. And he, like, does them on his own. He, like, goes out and, like, asks locations if he can use their, like, area to, like, shoot a match out there. But I would say try to find some online in your local community because they're a lot of fun. I like shooting them. Yeah. But is it is it ASA is the governing body, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I might have to do some research on that. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, some of them require membership, right? Like, you have to be a member to shoot. Maybe. Or is it the larger matches? I got to look more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Research so, time. Yeah. So what are the divisions, too? You mentioned that earlier. Like, what division do you shoot? 
Um, I recently just got out of, I think, youth. So I'm more of like a adult shooter now. Okay. Yeah. There's like different flags that you shoot from with like different yardages on them. And I think yellow is like the younger kids. And then orange, no, blue, I think is ours. Okay. For like the one I graduated out of youth. And then orange is for uh, like the adult shooting. Cool. Okay. So there's different differences based on levels almost. And yeah. Yeah. Pull back. I mean, 20 pounds is not going to go very far too. If you're starting out. No. <laughs> yeah. Neat. Okay. So it's really different. You're not competing against everyone. It's not like. No. Overall. I mean, at the same time you are, it's kind of like a match, like a competitive shooting match. Like you're competing against everyone that's registered, yeah. but you're also competing against people in your division. Yeah. Okay. So is there, that's a silly question, but like, are there prizes in archery competitions? What does that look like? Sometimes, yeah. The, the ones I shoot, we get trophies. Okay. Uh, they're like little, like archer people on like little stands. <laughs> and they're like tall if you get a, they're like maybe that big if you get a first place, that that big if you get second, like that big if you get um, third. One time I got a plaque that was super cool. It's like an orange and yellow plaque with a guy shooting. Then I got a medal for winning first place at the Farm Bureau tournament. Congrats. That's cool. I hung it on my curtain rod with all of my NRA swag. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So for 2022, uh, do you have like archery competition goals set out for yourself that you want to do? I would like to shoot more than like my instructor gives us. I'd like to find more to shoot with my dad and I. Hopefully get my mom into it. We've been talking about that. Like, get my mom into it. We're trying to get her into competitive shooting, too, but we just haven't, like, finished building her rifle yet. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be an expensive hobby as a family. Yeah. <laughs> cool. My dad shoots USPSA with us sometimes. Yeah. Now, does he shoot archery as well with the competition? He does. He bow hunts, and he'll shoot archery competitions with me, too. He tries to beat me, but sometimes it doesn't always work. <laughs> Who's more competitive? I am. I'm definitely more competitive because I'm like, oh, he taught me. I got to use his skills to beat him. It's true. And probably like his guns too. It's it's funny when someone loans me one and I do better with it or like they do better with mine. I'm like, really? It's like, come on now. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I feel you there. <laughs> so uh, for hunting too, have you tried bow hunting yet or you want to do that one day? I have not. Um, I think we're going this year around Christmas to do it. Cool. But I've definitely, I've shot more like, well, I've hunted more with firearms than I yeah. have with um, bows. Yeah. So is it uh, white-tail deer? Does he also hunt like turkey and all that other stuff? He or? hunts turkey with shotgun, yeah. He nice. has gone turkey hunting for a while. For as long as I can remember, really. He's always been hunting. Cool. Yeah. And then takes deer with the with, uh, bow. Yes, sometimes. If he, if he goes with his uncle, or my uncle, his, his like brother or so, he'll go. It's really cool to like watch them hunt together. They're they're like the same person. So it's like doppelgangers hunting with each other. It's so fun. That is neat. Has has you or, or have you or him ever tried like bow fishing or have you talked about that? I have not tried bow fishing. I would like to Me too. I think my dad's gone bow fishing, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I wanna learn how to it's do something that. you would do. I could see it. <laughs> have you seen how, how different it is? Like if you, you use a compound bow in bow fishing, but you don't use release because it's so fast. So it's No, you don't. Yeah, where you just pull back and help yeah, you. then it's done. Yeah. I really want to. I would like to try it. It looks like a lot of fun. So you're going to have to tell your dad, add to a list. Uh, if we ever do bow fishing, add Kenzie. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll tell him and be like, Dad, look, Kenzie has to go with us. We can't leave her out. <laughs> I love this. Um, okay, so back to hunting. Yeah, I love, love, love this so much. Um, so you guys, have you hunted on like the youth days or whatever where they open up the season just for youth? Um, um, we're like, we live in Florida. They have doe weekend. Yeah. And we like just shoot doe okay. that weekend. I personally haven't shot anything yet. It's it's a little bit of a thing between my dad and he's like, oh man, come on, you gotta go hunting with me this time. You can shoot something. I was like, you say that every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. <laughs> Nothing shows up. Every time. <laughs> so when y'all have harvested them, like, have you learned how to skin it and all of that? No, I have not been there for that experience. When oh. my dad came back last time when he was with my uncle, like the first day that they got there, my uncle had killed a deer and my dad was like, two like stands away and he was like wow wow and then they got back to where they were staying with like the friends in georgia and they were skinning the deer and my dad's like whoa i guess i missed the fun part (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really cool to learn learn all of that stuff because so many people i mean think about it like are people gonna know how to do that 10 years from now if we don't pass that down i don't know yeah it's weird to think about have you been duck hunting or anything else or just no just 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 deer. I would like to go. I have been hog hunting though. Hog hunting is so much fun. Yeah, they're they need to be killed. They're the invasive species. Yes, they're rats. One of those rats. How many of those have you shot? I haven't shot. I've barred, and I've bayed, and I've tied them up. Cool. That's different. after like my dad and I. Well, he bars them. I I tie them up. Yeah. And after he bars them, we let them go. And then if we have like sows which are the females he would like go out to like the people that are in need and would sell them mm-hmm. and like they would cook them and stuff like that yeah yeah some of them are pretty tasty the the younger ones i personally haven't had hog i don't think but oh. we do eat a lot of deer around my house it's so good yeah my dad's cooking dinner for burritos <laughs> with deer sausage in them. i love it i love it it's so cool they're, they're so good if he sold them i feel like he'd be a millionaire yeah, right. They're they're that good. <laughs> so would you actually try to field dress or learn how to skin an animal? Like are you freaking yeah, out? I would definitely try it because it's something we might have to know. Yeah. I mean I mean you want to be prepared for everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even someone like your age, you understand like conservation of that provides meals. Mm-hmm. It's for to- it's for survival and population control. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So switching gears, um, into shooting and stuff. So okay. when, yeah. So when did you start competition shooting? What was your first match? How old were you? Like, when did that start? <laughs> um, it was April of 2018, I believe. Okay. And my dad had gotten, like, he had shown me this girl, like doing dry fire practice in her house. And he was like, yo, bro, do you want to try that? Like, do you think that would be cool? I was like, bro, that would be awesome. So that Christmas, he got me a setup, like a rigs, like like riggers belt with like holsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we like went out and shot a match. We saw a steel challenge match in Frostproof at Universal Shooting Academy, and it was so much fun. On my first stage, I face planted on outer limits, though it was, it was an experience. Basically, hopefully, or and, uh, I didn't. I kept my finger on a trigger guard. I was safe. And awesome at the same time. <laughs> I looked pretty safe when I face planted, and I thought I looked cool. So your very first I missed face planted. 
I missed the box because that's that's the stage where you have to like run to the next box and I missed it. I tripped over it. Yeah. It yeah. was it was great. <laughs> so very first match, very first time like moving with a firearm. And you shoot the all eight stage steel challenge match and then you fall. Yes. <laughs> oh my, my first stage ever. Wait, that was where you started was outer limits? Yeah. Oh, I would leave. <laughs> I didn't really know anything. I was like, okay. Oh, oh my goodness. So when you fell, like, I mean, you, you didn't DQ. You had to shoot, keep shooting, right? Yeah, I didn't DQ. I didn't pull the trigger or anything. Yeah. I was I was safe. Good. Good, good, good. Oh, my god. I gosh. was like, oh, I'm falling. Let's, you know, not shoot anything. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know how to do that. <laughs> I could say it's a skill that I like to have. Wow. <laughs> absolutely so when you your discipline is helpful oh god yeah that's if you follow trigger discipline there's no way it goes off right yeah exactly so what division did you start out in steel challenge shooting uh i shot rimfire pistol iron with a sr22 that's so then we moved to a victory then we got an optic then we moved to a ruger (laughs) <laughs> and we're still with Ruger, and I used the same victory that I had the optic on as my iron sight rifle, or my not rifle. Wow, my iron sight pistol. Cool. So I, I don't know victories. I should. Are those rifles or pistols? They're pistols. They're Smith and Wessons. They're very heavy, but it helps like balance out recoil and stuff when you're shooting. Yeah. No, the heavier the gun, the better, in my opinion. <laughs> cool. So then the optics. What what optic do you use? I use an Athlon TRS-1 on my pistol and a TRS-2 on my rifle. Athlon, I like Athlon very much. Um, my boxes for all my scopes are on my safe. That was where we were going to do like the setup originally, but there wasn't like really good lighting out there. Yeah, no worries. So we were like, you know what? We could show off our reloading room. Yeah, everyone has that reloading room. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I have a box of where the optic came in. That's the one I use on my my pistol so is it almost like on a riser a little bit higher up right um they have like a little thing on the bottom where you could put on a picatinny reel it's like really low towards the towards the barrel but that helps like get it like close enough to the barrel for like so it's not like super high up and you're like trying to lift your head up in a really awkward way Yeah, absolutely. You know, an Athlon, um, they just recently came out with a one to 10. They have really good scopes uh, for really good prices too. I mean, and they're supportive. The people at Athlon are so, so awesome. I love them so much. <laughs> we'll talk about the companies too, because I know you've got a lot that you work with um, and they do a lot. It's pretty cool. Um, so what is your favorite firearm, by the way, for Steel Challenge? Oh, for Steel Challenge? Oh, I thought you were talking about in general. It's well, Steel Challenge. <laughs> I, in Steel Challenge, I like my Iron Set Rifle the best. Okay. I've shot really well with that, and I think more people should shoot iron sight rifle because not a lot of people shoot it anymore. Like every time we would go to like a state match, no one would shoot iron sight rifle, and I'd be like, "Awesome!" And then there would be like three people shooting, and I'm like, yeah, "I know I'm not the only one. Awesome!" Yeah, everyone shoots optic rifle. <laughs> yeah, and irons I think are faster. Well, we've proven that with Grant Kunkel proved it this year that irons are faster. Yes, I shot with him at World Rimfire in wow. Tennessee. Oh, that was just like two, three weeks or whatever ago. Not not long ago. It was, I don't know, it was a while. It was in October, I think. They scheduled something. I think they scheduled nationals for USBSA and that at the same time or else I would have gone. October. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Somewhere. 
Okay. So then favorite firearm of all time? Um, I don't, I like AK-47s a lot. We don't have one, which I'm struggling. I'm like, dad, I know you want to bear it. Oh. But that AK is more functional. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, but don't, he's like, but don't you want to bear it? I was like, I do. But that AK is calling my name. I like AKs a lot. <laughs> I think he did a really good job raising you. I like all these like obscure firearms that you enjoy. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. My dad and I were like bros. He encourages me to say bro in the house. It's so funny. I love it. <laughs> I love this so much. Um, cool. So for, for still challenge too, um, when did you start traveling? Like I know you and your dad travel everywhere. Um, and like he supports you. Oh my gosh. Across the board. So where all statewide have you been? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the entire family like goes, just my mom, dad, and I, we all, most of the time we travel. My mom can't make it to the state match because she has to work, oh. but I wish she could go because it would be so fun to see everyone. Um, Cute. My mom and I recently went to Texas for a grunt-style gunslinger match, which was so cool. Like, awesome. That was like a really cool two-gun match that we got to shoot. Okay. Uh, she didn't shoot, but she looked really cool having the sling on with my AR. <laughs> I took a picture of it and I was like, mom, you look awesome. She's like, oh, I know I do. <laughs> Sassy. Love it. Yeah. So for that, that match, that's actually two guns. So you have slung rifle and holstered pistol and you're moving and shooting. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. How did you? Uh, my war belt that I brought is the one with the Dunkin' Donuts and the TK patch on it. <laughs> it's, it's a duckin' and dodgin' patch. And it says America runs on courage. So ah. I like that patch a lot. But um, during the gunslinger match, I was with an Airbnb with Sammy, one of my friends that lives in Wisconsin. We were supposed to be with Amber English, but she had some business that she couldn't make it out. The lady who won gold in Tokyo. But that would have been cool. My dad was like, yo, you have to get the, the signature. Go get the signature and bring it home. And then when she got there and she like when we got there and she wasn't there, Caitlin, the girl grunt style was like, yeah, she couldn't make it. And my mom and I were like, oh, man. <laughs> but I think the coolest thing about the gunslinger match is we have like, you know, like the little playground, like jungle gyms that are like the bars. We had to shoot through one of those. It was like red on one and you had to shoot one target through all those like four red ones so you would be like boom 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 and you have to like shoot it twice and then with the ar you had to do the same thing but it was with the target that was like 150 or so yards out yeah you had to use your scope and shoot through the jungle gym like that it was cool did you get them did you get your hits yeah most of them the one that was really hard for me was the helicopter we had to shoot through like the old abandoned helicopter and the targets were like way out there like seven and eight they were really I think the longest one, they looked like 700. It looked definitely looked <laughs> they like They can 700. look small, yeah, yeah. But I think it was like 300 or so out. Yeah, I mean, and learning, I mean, you're still new to that, right? Like, how often do you yeah. shoot in long distance, or do you? I don't often. I mean, unless it's just Dad and I just plinking around. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, in competition, we don't normally shoot at that point. Yeah. And so for that, like, I mean, you have to know if you're, if you have long range, if you have burner ammo, what kind of grain bullet, and then you have to know your, yeah. your ballistics and you have to know your holds. There's so much more that goes into shooting those kind of targets too, um, mm-hmm. that people don't realize, which is pretty cool though. Yeah. Um, for long range, I shot an ELR match out in Kansas with Athlon. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, it was really fun. This guy named Darren, um, he let me use his his long rifle. His super awesome. Like, oh, I wish I had that gun. It was so cool. He had a little dope card on the side of his scope, and there's like a little Velcro thing, and you would stick the card on it, and however far out the target was, you would like do the the dope and stuff on that. Yeah, you dial really up, cool. right? Yeah, you like dial on the scope. It was really cool. My dad and I like loved that match. We'd really want to go shoot it again. We would hope the weather wasn't as bad though. It was like raining and gross. And awesome. So extreme long range. Uh, do you remember how far those targets were and what gun like caliber? There, it was a twenty-two match, and oh, I yeah. remember hitting the five hundred yard target, but it was it was out of like time. But they were like, "Yeah, just go shoot, shoot, and finish the mag." And we're like, "Okay." Yeah. And as soon as the time ended, I would like hit the target, and I'm like, "Wow." Yeah. I knew it was when the time was on. <laughs> it's it, was a, it was fun though. Yeah, it's stressful when the beep goes off, for sure. I think there was only two people who shot the 500, and I was one of those people. So yeah, that's awesome. And is that was that like a national rifle league competition? Do you know? No, it was just an athlon. They put it on, and they had really cool trophies. They were like like little like I don't know how to describe it. Like uh. They were just like little like bombs. They looked like little bomb things. Awesome. Like I don't know if you know like the what like the alligator looking one is where it's like on the on the tank and it's got like the mouth and it's like smiling. I don't think I have. No. Oh, if you saw the I'm really bad at describing it, but I think if you saw the picture you would know it. (laughs) Okay. Oh my gosh. So you shot extreme long range steel challenge. Have you shot USPSA yet? I have. I like USPSA, but I like action steel. Because yeah. I can, it's like running and shooting steel at the same time. And yep. I like that. I like the ability to like get around and like shoot through stuff mm-hmm. and like shooting steel. Because I know I hit it. Yeah. When I shoot you space out, I'm like, oh man, did I hit that? Oh, okay, sweet, I did. And then I move on. <laughs> yeah. It's a different it takes me a second. It's a different game. And two guns different too. So yeah. So for USPSA, um, what division did you try or have you tried? I shot carry optics with okay. my Kinetic TP9 specs. Nice. Uh, that was a really cool experience. My dad shot one. He shot a USPSA match while we were, my mom and I, when we were at the Gunslinger match. He was like, ha look at me shooting without you guys. And I was like, hey, hey thanks guys. Like, it, yeah. my dad and I did it all the time. That's awesome. It's awesome. So do you want to pursue USPSA more? Or? Um, I would like to. They normally, like, where we are, they don't have much but like in Texas, where my friend Nami shoots, they have like a Everything. bunch. Yeah. That's all she shoots now. She used to shoot steel, but like since she got into USPSA, she like fell in love with it and shoots it more. Yeah, and so and like everything's kind of different in in different regions. I know. So action steel, I've heard of. I haven't shot it myself. Like I know there's a club in California um, that runs those. Can you explain to people listening, like what is action steel? How do you do that? Action steel is basically like USPSA, but just steel targets. There's no like really. There's not like a zone where you would shoot it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just shoot steel, know you hit it, move on. Really, yeah. The coolest action steel match I've shot that like wasn't action steel, but it was a pro am. It was a six hour pro am in Volusia. It was a falling steel match. It was They're so fun. cool. Those are fun. Like, those are those are really fun. I wish they would do more of them. Me too. Wait, the problem is nobody wants to pick up seventy pieces of steel per se. Yeah, setup <laughs> is just a joyous experience. <laughs> but shooting it 
is so much fun because like you see that you hit the target and it falls and you're like oh man awesome and then, like then you realize you have set up and you're like oh mm-hmm. it's addictive but it's so fun <laughs> it's, it's addictive so have you yeah. like worked matches before and helped set up and break down uh, I haven't, we do break down a lot at our local clubs. Yeah. Um, before we leave the match, we normally break down stages. Like, awesome. Because the, the club that we would shoot at, Port Malabar, like they have other people who would use the tactical base for like different matches. Like yeah. there would be a match on Saturday and then they would have another one on Sunday so we couldn't leave stages up. Ah. Yeah, so they would have to like break them down. And then the people after they break down have to reset it again. Okay. It's a fast turnaround. Yeah. 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 Falling Steel is really fun. Yeah. Atlanta and Atlanta, Georgia used to have a club. They used to have like an end of the year. It was always December of like the finale. And I remember one time there was literally 67 pieces of steel. And the reason for it is the match director said, I had all of this steel on my, my like, but whatever the trailer. And he was like, and I wasn't going to go put it back up. So I put it all out. <laughs> 60. That's a smart idea. <laughs> well, and, and what was cool. I don't, did did y'all's falling still have different divisions? Like you could shoot shotgun, you could shoot pistol, you could shoot PCC. No, ours was just like nine millimeter, like forty five and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. So this one, you could shoot shotgun at sixty seven targets and load sixty seven. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a bunch of fun. It was a lot. I've done that. Uh, it's a lot of loading. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. At that point, I would just get like a, a shotgun that looked like an AR. It's a lot. <laughs> You would get the full auto. Full auto shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. I, any other mystery competitions that you shot that I don't know about? Skeet, trap, three gun? I have not shot a three gun match. We are trying to get into it, but there's not a lot. Like, Florida is just still challenged, rimfire challenged in action steel. There's not a lot of, like, USPSA and stuff like that. Yeah. Because it's hot. It's very, oh, very hot. Recently, it's been cold. This morning, I had to wear my ROTC uniform in, like, the 50s, and I'm not allowed to wear civilian clothing with it, so I couldn't wear a jacket. Oh, no. I didn't know you did ROTC. I do, yeah. I just started it this year when I enrolled in high school. It's really cool. We had battalion photos this morning in the gym. That's cool. So what do you do in ROTC? I've never went through that program. I don't know anything really about. Our, there's like different, like not like divisions, but like different things you can do. There's uh, there's the rifle team. Okay. There is Raiders, which is like training for military. You like do a bunch of like competitions, like rope bridge and stuff. I have a few like close friends that are in Raiders. They're really fun to hang out with, but they're like super buff. <laughs> so one of them, Julia, just gets called buff girl all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um then there's drill which is like the the people who like if you see them like in the in the movies and stuff they like get called commands and they like move in sync and stuff like that cool okay Uh, yeah a couple friends of mine do that but the rifle team i wanted to do rifle but i missed the tryout days because we were out of state in a match and my instructor was like oh man you can do it next year though he's like yeah i could (laughs) you can switch teams uh, like each year uh you can do like three all three teams each year if it'll work out for your schedule i didn't know that so if you really wanted to be like dedicated to rotc you could really do that if it worked out for you but i do a lot of like for our high school we help out with like parking for football games oh wow so like we stand out in the front of like the the gate of where our high school is and we like direct people and we like like for me and my friends we like do money like (laughs) the admission fees yeah 
and like all the guys do like the directing people of where to go and stuff like that. Very cool. Very cool. So what team are you on ROTC or did I miss that? I'm not on any teams okay. because all of the scheduling thing with the whole competitive shooting wouldn't really work. No, it's a lot. <laughs> My instructors love that I do competitive shooting. They're like, dude, you have to bring me to one. Yeah. Like, just tell me when you're available and I'll try to make it work. Because yeah. a lot of them, a lot of people like, don't realize that competition shooting can help them in the ROTC world or in the military yeah. world, right? We uh, do. Ours is Army ROTC, but I think the other two high schools do Air Force. Okay. Our instructors in the Army ROTC are so nice. They're oh, so fun. Sorry to be my instructor has a little dog named Simba. He's a he's a Shih Tzu and I think like another small dog. I don't remember, but it was like this little, it looked like a miniature German Shepherd. Cute. Very cute. It's really tiny teacup German Shepherd. It was cute. Oh, so then are you planning then when you graduate to go into the Army? Uh, I would like to go in the Navy, hopefully. We had a Navy recruitment presentation last week. And they were talking about it and stuff. They were really excited for the USS Enterprise to get recommissioned in like four years. <laughs> so that, that's what they were talking about. They're like, man, Enterprise is coming back. You guys should join. Yeah. I was like, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> cool. So did that come from like family or were they also military or where did this come from? Um, uh, my uncle Donnie was military. Uh, he's cool. My uncle Doug was a Marine. Uh, they're cool. super cool people. They're like super well-rounded and stuff. They're really fun to hang out with. But That's if cool. I like joined the Navy, I'd want to do like sonar and stuff like that. Ooh. Okay. That's different. Sonar is pretty cool. So do you think, like, are you more techie into, like, technology stuff? I like technology. I like playing on computers. Okay. That's my thing. I take a Photoshop class in, like, school. It was supposed to be journalism, but they killed the program, sadly. That's what I really wanted to do. But then they turned it into Photoshop, and I was like, this isn't so bad. Yeah. So we started, like, doing that. And I thought about, like, doing sonar and stuff because I just think the ability to, like, find someone, like, on a little, like, circle thing, just going around and finding people, I think it's so cool. Yeah. No, I like that you have goals already. I mean, and know kind of what you want to do. That's neat. A lot of people yeah. don't do that at your age. <laughs> I would like to do that or like a completely different thing with like marketing of some, like some sort. Yeah. So would you like in the industry, in the firearms industry, in the archery industry, or just in general? Uh, I would like to do it in the firearms industry. I okay. think it would be cool, like doing it in an industry that I like and like already having my foot in the door. I feel like it would be something that would like work out pretty well I would hope so but I think that marketing is pretty cool like that's what my photoshop class is teaching us like how to make flyers and like how to make pictures for like different like businesses and stuff like that it's like teaching us how to like be marketing people yeah no I I use photoshop lightroom pretty much every day (laughs) yeah that was my mom so my mom knows pretty much the ins and outs of photoshop for her job too yeah, you know, and you do a really good job because um, you have a public shooting Facebook page and then you've got your brand of Pineapple Shooter. You've got that on Instagram. Not a lot of shooters like figure out branding like you have. Like you have your own style, your own voice. Like you you figured that out. Uh, I guess. I mean, honestly, the whole Pineapple Shooter thing came up with my dad and I eating cheeseburgers and we saw pineapple on the island and my dad's like, bro, what's your Instagram name going to be? It's like Pineapple Shooter. He's like, okay. And it just kind of went from there. It's really that simple. <laughs> okay. Every, like, every person I've talked to is like, oh, it has to be this, like, super long out drawn story. I'm like, not really. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, simple. So actually, that brings me to my next question. So like, you work with a lot of brands that support and sponsor you in, in the shooting sports. And we'll just start off with because I love Neo Tactical. They actually made my yes. patch and my sticker design. So like I use them to do the custom uh, three and Kenzie oh. patch. So do you want to share like what they did with your pineapple creation and stuff? Um, David is awesome. Mr. David Maki. He's such a nice guy. And like, he just totally came up with it. Like the whole like design thing. And at first it was just like a name. We didn't like have like a logo or anything. Mm -hmm. But then when he like created that logo, my dad and I were like, this is it. Mm -hmm. This is like happening. Like we didn't think it would go this far. We just (laughs) kind of thought it would like just be like a hobby we didn't really think people would be like super interested in like getting it out there or anything oh it's cool there's people that collect those (laughs) yeah i have two patch panels in my room one's like not full the other one is from like all nra yeah i have a i have a pineapple patch on my plate carrier that is so cool is that plate carrier fitted to you how many what is that plate carrier like fitted best for you yes cool Here's one of my pineapple patches. You know, we need to swap one. Save one for me. I'll save one of mine for you. Yeah, I have a full box up, in, up okay, there. Okay. There's like three different colors. Okay, we got to do that. I can't forget. <laughs> Actually, um, and I want to go to plate carry mode after that. But who was, I'm curious, who was like your very first um, sponsor? Energetic Armament in Trooper Clothing. Okay. Trooper Clothing is, um, he's a guy named Rich Forsyth out of San Antonio. Texas, he has uh, like the contracts and stuff to make like children's army clothing and like military clothing. So he like goes to the Pentagon all the time. Cool. And stuff like that. Um, but we met him in San Antonio when we were going to meet the, the girl who was doing the drag fire training in her house. Like we started talking with them and they lived in San Antonio and they were sponsored by him. So we went there and he was cooking, I think, chicken on the grill. And my dad was like, oh, that smells good. He was like, yeah, do you want a piece? He was such a nice guy. And we were like, oh man, this guy's pretty cool. And then we had, he had a patch panel and he's like, do you want any patches? I was like, I don't want to take your stuff, but thank you. He's like, no, just pick one. I don't, I don't mind. Oh, and it, like him and my dad are like best friends now. Very cool. We, don't you we like went and visited them. This whole industry though brought them together. Like you wouldn't have known them. Yeah. Like everyone's industry is so nice. Yeah. They always help each other. It's like with archery too. Like everyone's like ready to help each other. Like if your equipment breaks down, they're like, hey, use some of mine. Like we can help you through it or whatever. They're so like everyone we've met so nice. I, I agree. That's really, they're, they're down to earth, salt of the earth people. Cause like these people, yeah. they spend their time outdoors. They appreciate the outdoors. They appreciate animals too, for what they can do for their family. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool. So, okay. And then the other sponsors that you work with, like how did all those come about? Cause you have a quite a few. <laughs> I have 11 actually. Yeah. Um, my plate carrier sponsor, my belt sponsor, snake air tactical. They're awesome. We met them in Orlando. We went to Disney Springs together. It was so much fun. Wow. We took a picture and I think it's on my Instagram, like in the depths of my Instagram somewhere, <laughs> but it was really, it was really cool meeting them. Cause like him and my dad would talk all the time and like he saw them on Instagram somehow and was like, Hey, like, do you want to like become bros or whatever? And like, just started talking to him and he was like super okay with it. Your dad literally typed out bros, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Probably. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Um, 
like for, for still target paint, how did that come about? Like, how did you meet some of those people too? Uh, we have a few like local shooters that are in steel target paint and we like just became friends with them. And then when we went to major matches, when we met Larry Steely, he's a super nice guy. Yeah. My family and I love Larry Steely. We wish we could shoot with like all the steel target people more often because of how right. like, nice they are to each other. Yeah. So you've got a lot of teammates too. And, and a lot of your teammates are junior shooters as well. Yes, Tatum Cross has a junior shooter team, but the grandparents of it all are Miss Mike and Elsie Baker. Yeah. Those wonderful people. Love, love, love. My range grandparents. They're so awesome. <laughs> they're, they're they stayed at their house. Like everyone. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. They will accept you for who you are. Yep. They're like, oh, you're super cool. Why not join Tatum Cross? You could be awesome and shoot with Tatum Cross. Like, they're so they're so nice. Yeah. So who else? Okay, Tatum Cross, still, still target paint, your plate and clothing. And oh my gosh, I'm trying to figure out how many, who else do you work with? <laughs> I, unfortunately, I don't, yeah, I'm not sponsored by still target paint. I wish I was. That would be super cool. But we take a lot of pictures for them because we're, we're just like yeah. super nice. Like we're super nice. Like all the people that they like are, I don't know. They're like super nice people. So we want to like support them. Yeah. That's other people and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But I have Energetic Armament, which is my suppressor sponsor. They're super cool, super awesome people. Carl and Steve, they're like, what they do is they make like engine, they're like both engineers and they make robots to like test out stuff. And then like Energetic Armament was honestly like a side hobby. Hmm. Just They just made suppressors because they wanted to. And they were like, oh, wait, we could actually do some pretty cool things with these. Neat. And here they are now. And they're in Florida? No, they're in Massachusetts. Okay, Massachusetts. Okay. Very neat. Now, is that for twenty twos or all calibers? They have uh, all calibers. They have a 6.5 Creedmoor. Nice. Um, they have 22 stuff. I have an X-Mod 2, which is like a... It's a suppressor that's like that big, but you can twist it off in the middle and you can like have a short one or you can have a long one. That's really, really innovative. They're titanium... Suppressors, so they're super light. They're not like really heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, aerospace aluminum, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Yep. I like them. They're super nice people. They're really down to earth and like very logical. Yeah, it's very neat. And then you shot suppress, I'm sure, at a young age too. So full auto. Uh, I don't know, really. We didn't really shoot suppress until like a few years ago. Okay. I did at least. I don't know about my dad. Sure, 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 sure. Um,. Who else do I have? Neo, obviously. Uh, Neo's great people. But, Their patches uh, are just phenomenal. So I, I was like obsessed with patches. And then, of course, now I have a collection of patches. So if anyone wants to give yeah. me patches. Um... <laughs> go, please, go for it. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so yeah, who else do you have? Neo, tactical. Um... Uh, Neo, Carmen, Riker. I don't know if you've seen the Riker group before, but it's, it's a forward group that goes on a rifle. And you mm-hmm. like... If you have to, like, get to your sidearm, you could still hold, like, your rifle in your pocket of your shoulder and, like, still use the sidearm at the same time. But it really helps me for, like, competition when I, like, have to shoot. I'm, like, holding it. And it's not, like, super awkward. You have to, like, hold the bottom of the handguard. It's, like, it helps with, uh, like, tension in your arm. So, yeah. Like, when you're holding the, am- like, the handguard, like, super awkwardly, it, like, doesn't – it helps out with, like, your muscles right here. Yeah. So it's, like, basically, like, you're shaking someone's hand. Um, that's awesome it's super cool they like worked with scientists and like 
doctors about it to see if it would like actually work. So it's pretty legit. They used it in a couple movies, I think, too. Really? And I think some people in the army use it now. Very cool. Very cool. It was made by a former Marine. So cool. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any other companies um, that we missed? Um, Seal One, which are awesome cleaning stuff. I had some in the cabinet. That that's just, Seal One. I just joined the team with you. Yay! <laughs> hey. They got me all. Nami got some stuff sent to her from them, and I was White really happy. Awesome. She's like, "Oh, does Seal One make awesome stuff?" I was like, "Dude, of course they do." Yeah. And and like the so, cleaning process yeah. is a little bit unique you know what i mean different than most they smell good they smell they don't so smell like oil and everything like that they they smell really yeah. good like perfume but like not overwhelming it's so it's yeah. nice it's like a subtle mm-hmm. yeah um cool mm-hmm. so and then all those those sponsorships i mean like you're you're posting on social media like i see your posts you make videos you take pictures um you're out there traveling across the country that's what mm-hmm. people want to see in these you know, the next generation, but just in shooters in general. And like, you just do a great job, Reagan. I got to tell you that. Thank you. Yeah, I forgot proud. to add hunters. I can't leave them out. Because oh, never. Be- no, you can't leave Ryan out. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't should- leave him out with his matching shirt and shoes. Yeah. Oh my God. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you also shoot uh hunters age goal when you shoot archery, right? Yeah. Uh, it helps with like, obviously for shooting competitively in firearms, it helps with like targets and stuff like that and like seeing things more vividly it definitely helps with that in archery too oh gosh yeah and think about like the low light conditions that you have um and you've got to really aim small miss small in archery yeah small movements make big problems yes yes uh i wanted to go back to the plate carrier so and in not political at all just saying like for self-defense and home defense you know how important is that to you even at your age to be cognizant of that. Yeah. Um, I think having a play carrier is more of like a defense thing for mm-hmm. me because we train with them. Like for my dad and I will have a competition to see who can get inside safe the fastest and who can get their stuff on the fastest. So it's something that we've trained for. <laughs> I mean, dad wins parent of the year award right Yay! now. I should tell him that. He like, does. Hey, bro, look, you won parent of the year. <laughs> this is how you raise kids though. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, so y'all practice, like, your home defense plan, right, if something were to yeah. happen. We clear rooms all the time. We, like, we do stuff like that. But Snakey or Tactical made my plate carrier. That one with the Hello Kitty with the AK patch on it. <laughs> probably, I should probably get it off now that I think about it. So what's going to happen when you start dating? Oh. And, and clear guns. I have not prepared myself. Thrusters, shoe full auto, like, this how is my, This is my pride and joy. My patch pride and joy. With an AK. <laughs> yes. I loved Hello Kitty like as a small child. And then as I saw her with an AK from Neo, I was like, oh, now we're talking. Yeah, that suits you. <laughs> yeah, it suits me very well. I like it. My dad was like, no, it's my patch. It's my patch. No. He wanted to put it on his backpack. <laughs> That's so cool. Now, when y'all when y'all travel together too, do you have, um, do y'all bring like the plate carriers? Do you have home defense to, or you know, uh, we've brought them to the full spectrum warrior training class with uh Ooh. rich graham he's a super cool guy he trains very well he taught us really cool so things. you've taught, oh. you've taken the class 
yeah, just a basics class to see like what he did for basics and stuff like that. But we were probably thinking about taking one soon. Yeah. Like just my dad and I, because he didn't shoot that one. It was like just me who shot that one. So what did you learn? What did you get out of that class? Um, Definitely how to shoot in a 360 environment, which was something I've never, ever done before. And it was really, it was a, like surreal experience. I didn't think that was like actually like something you would normally do. Mm-hmm. like for training purposes it was a cool thing though like to learn how to do that absolutely and there's not a lot of ranges that are gonna allow you to do that ever no yeah we had a cool competition one time where there was not like the 180 so we did have like a entrance so it wasn't a full 360 but it was just about where you could shoot a couple of ranges actually have had that for three guys it was pretty fun i mean it's neat it's different sounds like fun especially in a match environment yeah two two matches of like okay three gun is the place that you're gonna do stuff that you're never probably gonna do again if that makes sense <laughs> okay noted like you can shoot out of a car that's moving um which i've done i've moving. shot a helicopter oh yeah we had mm. a we had a cool car experience where like we were shooting out of the front right and out of the side but then you were being followed like the car had a tow car it was really neat and there was two plates inside so you would shoot at them and as a if they were like people Tailing. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Three During the Gunslinger match, they had like a like a little plate that you had to shoot four of the top of the car and four from the window, and then you had to do the same thing with your AR. Nice. It was really cool. It was like moving on like a little pulley system. Yeah. Just going back and forth, and then yeah. you had to shoot a dueling tree. Did you hit the mover? And, yeah, we had to shoot the mover, and you got it. Yeah. Yes. Good job. Woo! <laughs> I think the coolest thing was either the helicopter or shooting out of a fire truck. Mm, I we had to fire. climb up. We had to shoot four with the pistol on like one side and then four on the other. Then we had to drop our pistol, run up onto the fire truck, like the, the back of it, and then shoot from my air out of the fire truck. Bro, that's awesome. It was so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah, you're doing what a lot of 15-year-olds do not do <laughs> ever in their lifetime. Yeah, that's really neat. It's fun, though. I enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. What other questions do I have? Oh, do you have, like, the highest, like, what's the highest finish you've ever had in Steel Challenge? Going back to that. Um, I think the highest. Like, I wish I had a world title. I'm working towards it. Hey, one day. One day. I would love to have a world title. I feel like it would be super cool. <laughs> yeah. And I'm definitely practicing and working hard towards it. Oh. But I think the highest one i've gotten is probably like top in like uh like master class for my rifle open cool and i think i've had a few top in my gm class for pistol open. very neat very neat that's that's a good, good accomplishment yeah thank you because i'm um pretty sure i'm like b class garbage so in like one division let me know if you need any help i'd be happy to okay I love this. Actually, yeah. What um what advice do you have for someone interested in getting started in Steel Challenge? But like no dry fire practice, please. Mm-hmm. Please. Dry fire practice is awesome. I where we live, we have a range that's like two minutes away, but they don't have steel set up. They have like a steel range, but they don't have like stages and stuff set up. Yeah. So we'll go over there and like function test before a match. But, like, we can't shoot regularly out there. Mm-hmm. But if we decide to make a weekend trip and we go up to, like, Volusia, which is, like, near New Smyrna and, like, Daytona and all that, mm-hmm. uh, they have stages set up all the time. That's where, like, Gorka and Manning shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
so I would say dry fire practice is really helpful for people who are getting started out because like honestly if you're still challenged it's just like repetition it's always the same eight stages wherever you go except if you shoot the ultimate skill match where they bring the four stages the four retired stages back then you might have a little bit of a fun time with those very neat how often do you dry fire uh i try to every night depends on how much homework i have mm-hmm. um because homework comes before that yep so if i have homework that night and it's like a pile i normally don't but i try to make it like one of my top priorities for the night good it's awesome so daily ish uh do you maintain your school grades i do um We've had a couple letters because of my traveling absences, but since my grades are like okay, they're like, oh, it's fine. Since I managed to get all my makeup work done, they're like, oh, it, it's okay. She she doesn't have to repeat the grade. Awesome. Oh gosh, that yeah, that is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, if you miss over ten percent of school, you have to repeat. Like if and if your grades are like bad, then you have to repeat the grade. Wow, wow. So yeah, live practice. Um, do you shoot paper though to just kind of see where you're at? yeah we do uh if we want to go to like an indoor range where it's like more of a climate controlled thing and if it's like super hot and it's summer before a match we like usually go to the indoor range yeah so uh yeah i would say we shoot paper there a lot they did have a zombie match that i wanted to shoot but it was the day we were leaving to go to texas like there's so much that overlaps i get it (laughs) yeah you gotta pick and choose Now for indoor, I'm curious, um, a lot of juniors, and I mean, even I'm aware of this, do you ever get tested for lead exposure or have you? No, I haven't personally. Do you take precautions or like use the wipes or, you know, all of that? Yeah, stuff? we like, they have de-leading soap in the bathrooms at the, at the range that we use or like at the range that we go to, they have de-leading soap. Um, I would say I, I've never gotten tested for lead exposure that I'm aware of. They yeah. might have done it at my doctor's office and I just didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah. But like even um, like touching steel, picking up steel, just being aware, you know, there is. I one. use gloves to do yeah. that most of the time. So that's good practice. Who taught you that? My dad. See? Yeah. Dad's big smart. <laughs> big he doesn't, he doesn't want to admit it sometimes because he knows that it's me, but. Yeah. But there's stuff that like you don't even realize like that he's set up, you know, yeah. Using gloves, not as much as indoors. Yeah. Using the the soap, the wipes. I mean, all of that really does help. Yep. I think we have some at home. Like letting soap somewhere. Nice. Well, let's see, Reagan, are there any other shooting sports that you're interested in trying out one day that we haven't talked about? I would like to do um, some trap and ski. I've never like shot an actual ski match. Okay. My art teacher in seventh grade, her sons shot on the outlaw team at my, like one of my local um, ranges. Neat. And they shot ski and stuff like that. Very neat. So would you do 12 gauge, 20 gauge? Uh, I would probably do both. Yeah. Yeah. I like the soft shooting 20 gauges though. They're really nice. (laughs) I don't think I've had an opportunity to shoot one of those, but they sound like fun. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I mean, and are you, um, you went to another event. I can't remember. Um, there was another event. Like what all outside of shooting competitions have you been to as far as like shooting events, like those full autos or all of that other uh, stuff? Uh, NRA. 
Yep. The annual meeting. I've only been there once. We were supposed to go oh, the last this year, canceled, yeah. but then they canceled it. But eventually they moved it back to Houston. So we might go visit my friend Nami who lives in Dallas and go with her to oh, good. NRA and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, really she neat. shoots too. So. You've been the NRA at 14 years old? 14? Yes. 14 years. That's awesome. I'm going to SHOT Show. I have a I have a ride to SHOT Show. I'm very excited for that. I will see you there. <laughs> Yay! I, I'm very excited to go to SHOT Show. It seems like a cool place. It's very neat. Yeah. Uh, NRA, the Gunslinger match, Roland. I don't really know. If you could describe it, then I would... Oh, I just, I see all your posts. I'm like, she's somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah. She's just off in the middle. But you're, you're very involved in, in a variety of things, which is really good. So you kind of are well-rounded and you're not just competitive shooting, you know. In one yeah. And yeah, exactly. My dad wants me to be proficient as much as I can. Yeah, absolutely. Have you shot PCC yet? I'm curious. I have my own PCC. That's what I shoot in action steel. I love PCC so much. <laughs> During the Pro-Am match. My handguard came off <gasps> and it was like the last stage and the handguard just like twisted. And I was like, Oh, not good. Well, that's not right. Mm-hmm. And it was like the last target. So I didn't really mess with it. And then yeah. when we went home, we fixed it. Yeah. You need Loctite and tighten that thing up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Loctite is our savior. Absolutely. So uh, what's next for you? Goals, dreams, hope. Uh, I would like to, win something at worlds this year i would like to be on that on that podium somehow uh yeah i'm that's really all i can think of right now i do want to like be able to shoot more three gun and stuff like that like actually getting into it um i since you shoot it all the time yeah like it would be it looks like a lot of fun i've watched three gun nationals at um frostproof and it was really cool yeah absolutely i it it is harder to get to nowadays. Like you've got to go to like a major match. It's not really like a local match. We have a smaller local club here in Tennessee, but yeah, when you want to go, when y'all want to travel, say the word, I've got a ton of gear for you to use. Yay. <laughs> probably shoot open with your, um, your, with your canics. So if you have your red dot, you could shoot open and that'd yep. be pretty fun. And you've got a rifle. So You're almost I there. do. Yeah. Everything's fine. We got yeah. this. I love it. Well, Reagan, are there any final thoughts that you want to leave listeners with or any uh, piece of advice? Uh, pineapple shooter on Instagram. Pineapple underscore shooter on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's really all I have. Thank you for the opportunity to come on the podcast. I had a lot of fun. It was just, This is a good conversation. I liked it. Absolutely, yeah. I don't think, I've never done like a live podcast, like at home and like had the oh. screen on. But I did, my first podcast was at NRA with the J situation and my Ooh. sponsor, Carl Edminster at Energetic Armament. Okay. They're really cool people. And that episode's still online? It's on Apple Podcasts. That's where my dad and I listened to it. Cool. It was cool. Like, in the background, it was, like, us talking, and then, like, in the, the banquet hall next to us in the convention center was, like, Trump talking. Yep. So, like, all these people were just, like, screaming, and I don't know if you've heard it in the background. That was all. in Atlanta, right? No, that one was in Indianapolis. Okay, because I, I went the one in Atlanta where, where Trump spoke to, so it was 20-something, 16? I don't know. Yeah, but it I, was a really cool experience. I liked it. Absolutely. Um, Final thoughts. Train, please. We don't know if things are going to go bad. We never do. Mm-hmm. So being prepared is always good. Wise like words. Absolutely. Yeah. 
we never know when things could go wrong. So might as well be prepared for when they do. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Yep. We don't hope for it. hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. (laughs) That would be the goal. Yeah. Well, Reagan, thank you again for joining. Um, Proud of you. Keep it up. Thank you. Yes. Keep it up. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you accomplish. Thank you. You too. At three gun. (laughs) I mean, it's like such a cool thing to watch. It's, it's fun. It's addictive. (laughs) Yeah. It's like where my heart and soul is, you know, when you have that one passion, like I love shooting, but three gun is just so fun. Yeah. Yep. Well, awesome. Listeners go follow pineapple underscore shooter. Um, if you find her at a place, ask for a patch. She's got him. Ask me for a picture. I never, like, when we went to Hunter the first time, like, some guy at Nineline was like, can I get a photo? I was like, oh, sure. Like, I didn't know who this guy was, but I was, like, so ready to take a picture. Because that was, like, the first time someone, like, and I didn't know, like, knew who I was and asked me for a picture. It happens when you post on social media and you you have a good presence online. People are watching and seeing that. So, but, yeah, that's awesome. All right, listeners, stay tuned for the next episode of the Reticle Up podcast. Thanks for listening to the Reticle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Reticle Up or 3 Young Kenzie.